0: Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Fitness podcast, it is hosted by me, Thomas Fowler. I will be interviewing a wide variety of guests, we will look to cover health, fitness, mindset, mental health, we'll keep it light hearted and we'll try to understand the stigma that we still see around mental health and how we can look to break it. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and don't forget to throw it on your Instagram, show some love and with that in mind, let's get on to today's show. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, welcome for coming back to today's pod. I'm joined by Nicholas Jolly, aka The Jolly PT. Nick, welcome to the pod. How are we?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very good. The sun is shining. Just had a nice run. Feeling happy. Feeling very, very jolly today. Good. I love it. Are you good?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much. Took the dog out for a walk. Yeah. So yeah, got the vitamin D in this morning. And I've actually I've been really, really looking forward to this pod. So I've been stalking your your Instagram for a good couple of weeks since we connected. And oh God, yeah. <laughs> you are... I think probably a good word to describe you is kind of like a bit of an extrovert. Like you're not the stereotypical like PT, and it's really refreshing to see more people like that.
1: Uh, 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 thanks, man. Just from the start, like right, let's. I want to be, separatア- be me. I don't. I don't want to be what society puts would put a. You know what the the culture would put a PT in in terms of like social media style and yeah I'm glad that it's working I know someone who's neurodivergent like myself needs to be themselves because if not you don't feel like you're in your own skin Mm. um and I'm in my skin and I thank you I thought you were gonna say it's kind of it's a very bizarre profile (laughs) but I think in the world like we're all realizing um a small tangent i watch this series connected on netflix and it, it really is it educates people on how we're all connected yeah Everything's connected the mind muscle and that's what really makes me sort of admire what you're doing as well oh thank you like you're really into the mind muscle side of things and, oh, and you're killing it
0: oh thank you well to be fair you know i'm a very firm believer of you know, well. Mental health is, is really close to my heart and fitness yeah. for me, you know, it's, it's always been there. Like there've been, you know, mm. we spoke just before we started recording, I've sp- spoke about like how I did like the bro split, did, you know, that bodybuilding yeah. <laughs> and kind of chasing those gains, bro. And yeah. at the time I thought <laughs> I was happy, but I, I genuinely really weren't. Like, yeah, I was really, really suffering in silence and hey, I know it was no good for my a-
1: head. It's exactly that. It's, um, I was thinking this this morning. I was like, these guys who I see, and I, before I would compare myself and think, oh, I need to do that. I need to, you know, I need to be that size. Now I just, I I don't, I put it out of my mind. I think, are they really happy?
0: Yeah. And And it's so difficult to know.
1: And this is why I'm really glad that I'm actually going to help out on the mental health side of my rugby club, Old Street Rugby Club, Big Up Old Street Rugby Club, by the way um east london the best rugby club in east london i'm going to be a mental health first aider just to gauge if these like big rugby lads are okay because as you you know as you rightly said there can be too much focus on size and muscle and less on the mind because muscle comes when the mind is relaxed like i've been my most relaxed uh, probably in my my whole life and I'm. I'm in the best shape I've been, you know, I'm not, I'm yeah. not on, you know, smashing out my best one rep max on a bench. I'm just doing my thing and being consistent.
0: That's it. And you know, well, consistency is key. Like mm. I'll argue that till I'm blue in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is like, it's the same as anything, you know, like building confidence. If exactly, you take these winds off, and you keep ticking these little winds off and off and off and off. You come, yeah. just peaks. And actually, while my head's sort of in this little tangent, <laughs> there's um, his name's Brian Keane. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He um, well, he describes himself as a fitness, um, fitness and business like entrepreneur, yeah. And he describes um, like your mental oh, is
1: health, he Irish, yes. I saw this on your, um, sorry to interrupt you. I saw this on your social media and I was like, yes, because I, I grew up in Northern Ireland.
0: Oh, Okay, yeah. So he, he describes like your mental health as like sweeping the floor. Yeah, okay. So you've got to keep on top of it every day. You, see, you leave your floor 100%. for a couple of days, it gets dirty. Yeah. And then, okay, yeah, you can go for a deep clean on, I don't know, a Saturday.
1: So true, so that, man.
0: Clean that floor every day. It's consistently clean, and it's the same so with your mental true. health. All you keep on top of it.
1: Exactly, exactly, and it, it's it's so true. And it's also if you treat your mental health, your brain as like an instrument. You know, if if you were if you were learning to play the guitar, you wouldn't. You know, you would love learning every time. And it's yeah, like, it's I think it's getting out of the stigma if you have mental health problem like we both have probably been through had before yeah getting through the stigma of oh you know how you know i don't need to get better like i'm normal and sometimes you've got to be honest with yourself and just say look i need to you know retrain a bit but yeah. all, but once you put that retraining into just honing a skill it makes it seem less of a like oh panic yeah 100%. sort of yeah. definitely. I love your analogy. Yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> well, I've learned of, something new. I <laughs> I sound very English. My parents are, are from England and Wales, but I grew up in, in Northern Ireland. So.
0: Oh, wow. Um, that's. I mean, if you've got a, a Scot somewhere just lurking around, you can do the, the Four Nations.
1: <laughs> I, I can actually do loads of accents. There's like Glasgow. Yeah, you know I mean, like proper Scotland. Yes. And a, then my mum grew up uh, in Wales near Cardiff, but she she doesn't have a, a Welsh accent. But
0: where whereabouts in Wales did you grow up?
1: In Cowbridge.
0: Oh, I was really hoping very, to, like a really Welsh.
1: Like, no, local she, it's a very English place. Unfortunately, yeah. it wasn't like Barry from Gavin and Stacey. <laughs> have you ever been to Barry? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I um. Were you disappointed? Um, I—that's I, <laughs> a yes. <laughs> should not be disappointed because, actually, in a way, I was. We drove past, and I was like, you know, the whole—is that it? Yeah. And you're waiting for it, and then you've just driven past, and it's just a street. Yeah. And that just typifies the whole like Welsh, you know, seaside. To be yeah. fair, when you're there, it doesn't really, you know, it's not really, I wouldn't really go there. And the whole—I know oh, I shouldn't say that. mum Thousands of Welsh. Cards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So Tom, Tom I used to go to Wales on yeah. holiday every summer to see my. John, I'm not going like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a bit of got a bit of Welsh to me, um, bit of English. My dad's from Suffolk, and then I'm incredibly proud and so really um, proud and from where of where I'm from. And,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm so huge, to be either, fair,
0: I bet, I bet the Six Nations in your house is interesting.
1: Yeah, well, it is. I think my mum is very happy because Wales won. Yeah. What's really interesting, oh, what's really funny, actually, my uh, Welsh auntie used to ring up after they beat us. Yeah. And that's when I was going through my like teenage sort of, you know, especially with ADHD, you know, that like, greasy annoyed. And I was like, I didn't want to speak to her because she wanted to rile me up. Yeah Um, because I would get so into it. Like, if I was watching Federer at Wimbledon or something, I would just be, you know, with nerves. And the same when I'm watching Ireland. But my dad, he actually supports Ireland. Yeah, he supports Ireland now, because him and my mum have been living in Northern Ireland um, for 30 years, near Balamina, which is Liam Neeson's hometown. Oh, okay. (laughs) And James Nesbitt. I grew up near James Nesbitt as well.
0: Are you on? Um, Are you on like first name terms? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know Jimmy really well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, man. Um, But Liam is from my hometown. It's yeah. I. It's just a different life. Like, I grew up really loving the the green countryside, and I think in a way that makes you levels you out and makes you sort of more down. You're, you're, your feet are on the ground yeah hundred kind of percent. I know I, I always had the mindset of like I'm gonna make it in the city like I'm a country boy that sort of mindset I think that helps when you're trying to get somewhere
0: yeah definitely because
1: you've got that like real fire in your belly to achieve something and it is a lot harder obviously when you have you're trying to like focus and you know, I got fired from a few jobs, finance jobs in the city, and you know, I, I've always tried hard, always worked hard, but yeah. just attention to detail. But oh, obviously, you've got the fire in your belly, but then you've got to deal with other mental stuff. But once you get past that, you you know, it's a it's a good story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love what you do, your um, thing every day, and you're asking how people are. I, I really like that, I think. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well- I see.
0: to you know what? I, I can't take credit for it as well because I saw another account do it, and I thought, well, do you know what? That's it's quite important. And one of the things that I'm shocked about is when people, when they say they're not feeling good today, I yeah. will always send them a message. And yeah. the, the thing that surprises me, people say, I'm really like they're shocked that I've reached yeah. out to them and I've asked if they're okay, mm. and it's like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask someone if they're okay. And if they're not okay, then I wouldn't I wouldn't not follow up.
1: Yeah, this is the thing that I find difficult because it's almost you can tell when someone is being defensive and especially yeah. guys don't like to open up. So they think that when you ask them if they're okay, that it's a bit like, what's the word that you're kind of sarcastically saying it or you want yeah. to have that power over them when actually yeah. you're just, and you can tell instantly, like a guy's guard goes straight up. Yeah, and it's so yeah. refreshing when a guy's like, like yourself, just really normal and emotions are free flowing.
0: Yeah, that's it. And well, yeah, I mean, men cry. That's, that's exactly yeah. But I'm not ashamed to admit I watched the Roman Kemp documentary. I cried yeah
1: oh exactly the same. I cried when I watched um hollis Bonnie Bear play Holocene, one of my favorite songs at all Points east festival yeah um I was gonna say you've got um it's okay to not be okay on your social media yeah it's true. And I was thinking about this yeah on when I was walking recently, and I've actually been thought because I've been getting through getting myself to getting out of this sort of imposter um, syndrome sort of. Mm not feeling my own skin type feeling and i've say saying to myself like it is okay not to be okay yeah because there's a real meaning inside that but also when you're not okay you don't need to panic and try and get yourself okay
0: yeah
1: you just gotta confront and be mindful that you're feeling a certain emotion rather than being like right I need to do everything to get that feeling away because the the harder you try, it's like overthinking in sport, isn't it? The harder you yeah, try, the you put more and more, the more pressure it on will...
0: yourself. And then before you know exactly, it, man. So if, if you think of it sort of in rugby terms, you know, you're a number 10, you are a couple of points down, you need yeah. a conversion. You're two points down,
1: 100%, you've
0: got a three pointer. If you're exactly. putting all that pressure on yourself, it, it can really go one way or the other. Oh,
1: god because sorry to blaspheme if anyone's religious um you get the, sh- the shaky legs you get god uh, I, I need to stop looking back and thinking what what i could have improved because that uh, mm. you know the best tree was, was going to be planted 20 years ago but you know I you can only that. plant a new one today yeah. um and like it's like Johnny Wilkinson, who I idolise, who's now only at peace with himself yeah. after years of anxiety. I had the same crippling anxiety before matches. Yeah, and when I was really small, I, I'd actually locked myself in the toilet and said I had stomach pain. And my little bro was watching and came to try and get me to play. It was against our and our like nemesis, and I just couldn't do it because I was so scared. But um, Johnny Wilkinson and some other tens actually, they have. Even in the Welsh channel, these routines. I was doing this in the shower, where they focus on one point and slowly bring the vision up to the post, and that's such a good way to focus your mind and yeah, like yeah, shut out yeah. all the overthinking.
0: Well, Owen Farrell does that now.
1: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Owen Farrell does it. and and now you know people would, yeah, before were saying like, why is he doing that? Like, he said yeah. that's so weird, but. He's doing it to focus his mind.
0: 100%. And oh, I can't remember. It might have been during the last World Cup. Dan Biggar got mm. absolutely crucified because he was... Yeah, doing his, they're uh, getting crucified for it. Yeah, he's getting, but, doing, uh, you know, the, the, the pre-dance. Yeah. Kick. But for him, it was his routine. And it's what he mm. needed to do to get his mind in the right state. Exactly. So, actually, that kind of leads me quite nicely onto my next question. Well, I think probably my, my first question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um,
1: no worries.
0: I, I love a routine, and yeah. routine really kind of helps me, you know, keeps my mind sort of on the straight mm. and narrow. I'm always really curious about people's morning routine and against yeah. their evening routine. So what, what does yours look like?
1: Well, what I've learned is that I should not be going straight onto my phone for a stimulation dopamine hit and checking Twitter to, to get some good news about, the existential situation that will flow me with energy. It's actually to get up, stick my headphones on, put on a podcast, um, recently finished one about nutrition. You've got to put on a podcast. Mm. Um, certain people it really works for. Um, you get that nice stimulation. Audio is good for the brain. Yeah. And then I read a bit of my book, which is really good for focusing the mind. I force myself to do it. And then I do about 10-15 minutes of really strong mindful meditation. And while I'm doing this, I actually learn techniques for training my clients. So in and in that meditation, it's actually I do the podcast first because they get my my brain stimulated enough to get me in that really relaxed zone. And I do some circles and Triangles and stretch my body, and it's so important. Yeah, I, and I kind of go through my boxing moves, shadow boxing, and just getting my energy levels to um, a satisfactory level. I try the when you know, Wim Hof is called the Iceman. Yes, yeah. I try that as well, the 30 breaths method, and it works so well.
0: How, what how, about, how deep can you get in? Like, so
1: pretty. Darn deep, man. What's the what's
0: the longest uh, you can hold the breath?
1: Oh, well, I was doing it I was actually doing it this morning when I was doing this like squat in the park. Um, exercise squat though, right? Yeah. And I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I can do it for about for very maybe thirty seconds or even longer. I know it's thirty big breaths like you're blowing a balloon. Yeah. And then you hold it a long one for 10. Mm. And then out. And I've realised that actually, you can actually get really good at breathing. Yeah. Like you're doing it. It's like a skill. And now... You're like,
0: rated as well.
1: Yeah, 100%. Anytime I'm in like a queue in a shop. And I love wearing this um, mask, well, a mask because you can actually play around with your breath and you get yeah. even more oxygen in. <laughs> so good. What about what your... About sorry. No, no, go ahead.
0: I was just saying, what about your evening routine? What does that look like?
1: Evening, evening's a key one because that's when actually I feel I've got more cortisol flying around. Yeah. Evening I always go for a run. Um, this morning I usually go for runs if I'm not training people in the morning when it's sunny. I like to run in the evening Mm. because I burn off that adrenaline from the day. Um, even if I've had a good day I still have a lot of adrenaline flying around so I channel my adrenaline burn it off yeah. um, so I'll have a nice run and then a nice shower and then I try to go straight into reading a book because I find that see Netflix and Amazon Prime just it's not good for my brain mm-hmm. if I, I I only watch sort of series at, at certain times when I'm chilling and it's during the day so I try to read now yeah. as much as I can and meditate as much as I can um, In this is a routine in these times I'm also yeah. you know sociable and I don't spend all every evening in my <laughs> in my bedroom yeah. um, <clears throat> but I think that is that's so important to uh, like constantly be focusing the mind yeah 20%. to but also you've you know you've got to have your your downtime, but downtime can be in the form of fitness, like going oh, for a run, so. listening to your favorite tunes, like you just updated the playlist so you can just bang on the tunes and your your headphones yeah. on a run, and just chill. I think it's people are just so not stuck in they're, they're not in the moment enough.
0: Yes, hundred percent
1: water. They're not in the moment enough. So if you watch loads of series you're actually you're not focusing in the moment mm-hmm. you're relying on something else to give you dopamine essentially yeah. and it's good in bits you know I love a good series but I find it's so important just to get out and move your body and yeah. soak up the city you know you've got to keep your head up at all times yeah, keep your head start. up and look out for things and really focus on what's around you, because if you don't do that, and you don't appreciate your surroundings, you'll always be stuck in this cycle of just needing something else to make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent there. Exactly, bro.
0: And I I always like to think there's, there's always a beauty to to something. So, Mm. graffiti. So, and i think beauty really is in the <clears throat> excuse me in the, the
1: holder yeah exactly so
0: like if you use graffiti as an example one you know whatever they've decided to do mm then in their mind that's beautiful it might not be yeah. beautiful to me or you but exactly. to that person it is
1: exactly and brick lane my ends as you call it in london it's, slang yeah it's- loads of graffiti it's like graffiti central and i agree totally i'm like this is so cool and i yeah. just love and I'm, my, i cut back through like um brick lane when i'm on a walk or when i used to work i used to zoom down. it's a one-way street for the cars i used to yeah. zoom down on my Boris bike and just love seeing all the the guys out doing their graffiti that's it because It is just a form of expression. This is what I realised. This is why people do these things. To express themselves. And like, it's like art. Art can be expressed in so many different ways. So fitness should be thought of as art. And that's why I like to kind of, as you, you know, as well, like to regard it as an art form and treat it as an art form.
0: Yeah, 100%. 100%. So I think we kind of, we need to jump into, into fitness. Yeah. And obviously the reason we really connected and, you know, the main reason I guess we're on the, we're on the pod and talking today Mm -hmm. is, is ADHD. Yeah. So obviously on your uh, Instagram bio, you Mm. you advocate ADHD and you, you say that you are an ADHD athlete. Yeah. So for, for people listening that aren't aware of what ADHD is, of give us you know a a quick overview as to what it is and the impact it has on your life
1: well i thank you so much Uh, this is actually a big moment for me to be honest because i haven't really think i haven't really explained it to people in real detail because um there's just so much misunderstanding Mm. so ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. The preconceived view is that someone with ADHD is just mad like, what's it called, Tasmanian devil and is really hyperactive and is really disobedient. Mm. What ADHD actually is, it's not centered around hyperactivity physical hyperactivity. It's centred around a lack of, it's not a lack of dopamine, but it's a short circuit, essentially, in your brain, the chemicals in your brain, and you can't deal with dopamine correctly. Yeah. So that causes hyperactivity in itself, that causes lack of concentration, um, that causes lack of planning, that causes real problems with anxiety and there are so many branches off ADHD of bipolar or depression because you're depressed because you just can't focus. Yeah. And it's the pre, yeah, there are so many preconceptions that are, are wrong, but it's I'm so glad that I've got some projects um, that will be on BBC radio and other projects about ADHD because it needs to be in the mainstream and I see instances of it constantly with people Um, I think one thing I always used to get told I was a bit in the this is one huge thing about ADHD you're a bit in the skies, you're not focused but actually you're not focused because you chemically can't Mm. Um, because you don't have enough adrenaline to engage engage your mind and i, I saw a scientific study about a creatine a lack of creatine um in adhd brains and i actually creatine is universally recommended in fitness circles every time i have creatine for a workout i feel my brain is alive and i'm focused and my blood sugar is stabilized this is also one thing um about adhd let me just have some water sorry People with ADHD have a blood sugar dysregulation. I've realized this because I was pre-diabetic in 2018. Mm. Always struggled with having to go to the loo, with sugar crashes, with eating. Sugar crashes constantly. Um, Even though I always had a big appetite. You have a big appetite because you don't have enough dopamine flowing the right way in your brain. So you go to food a lot.
0: Yeah.
1: But actually you need to, to balance your blood sugar because you don't have, it's so dysregulated in your brain. So if you have loads of sugar or sweetener, it just causes havoc. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's so, this is, it's so complex. People don't realize the really, the intricacies of it. It's a daily, daily thing having to deal with, um, I'm now finally, I've now finally got over my stomach issues. There are a lot of stomach issues um, relating to ADHD. People with ADHD usually have gluten and lactose intolerance. Yeah. Um, and I'm finally sort of over it, but it can really cause havoc with digestion, um, obviously with mental health, with work, when you're so enthusiastic and you, have a real motor Mm. you're driven by a motor essentially
0: yeah but
1: you just need to connect it's like connecting a waterfall to a hydro scheme but to connect that there's you need to really speak to someone do cognitive behavioral therapy and literally just rework the patterns yeah brain it's so so complex and this is why it needs to be talked about A a lot, and the stigma needs to Hmm. sort of come off because someone's life can be so much better when they get to the root of of what's wrong with them. I even I was on a run earlier, and I overheard someone saying, "Oh, she split up with him because he had nothing. He was narcissistic." And I was thinking, "God, what if she?" what if she had done her research into what was going on with, you know, her boyfriends, she would have maybe, you know, there wouldn't have been a a breakup. This is, you know, this is what's happening. People, their lives are being ruined because they just
0: don't,
1: there's no, there's still a stigma, you know, behind the depression. There's more, it's more in the, in the, you know, current media, but ADHD, depression is caused by ADHD a lot of the time because you just can't focus. Yeah. And you can only focus on what you enjoy, but when you are enjoying what you're focusing on, you just, it's, you can't maintain this feeling, you can't handle the feelings, you just get surges. It's essentially, like, I think of it as being like, if you have a, a phone, An iPhone charger is an iPhone charger that's broken, and you're trying to put sellotape on it. Yeah, it's essentially that. You know, it kind of charges, and then it doesn't, and then it charges, and then it doesn't. That's literally what it's what it's like, what it's been like for me. Hmm. You know, every day. Um, Hmm. I just can have some more. Sorry.
0: Yeah.
1: Every day of my life, and now I'm sort of finally over it, and. Not even over, I've just embraced it. And this is the thing, I've embraced it. And luckily, every day, pretty much since I was 14, I've been doing something in the form of fitness. Yeah. Never, I've never been, never taken over my life. I've always done at least 17 minutes. 17 minutes every day. And luckily, I've been able to always be fit. And that's through a bit of the hyperactivity itself. Yeah, why
0: 17 so, minutes?
1: I just I've got this weird thing about numbers. Seven is my favourite number. Okay. I've always done like seventeen minutes. Um, now now I do longer because I'm. I, I would always do 17 minutes if I was at home. If I was working out at home, and I spent a lot of time. I spent six months at home in Northern Ireland for lockdown. Um, this would It would always be 17 minutes if I was doing a bodyweight workout in my room.
0: Yeah.
1: And I would spend longer in the gym. But actually, I was on my phone a lot in the gym.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I think I had gaps in between. So in that 17 minutes, I was working out in my bedroom. That was just full on 17 minutes. I think sometimes when you give yourself this time frame to just... It's like Arnie Schwarzenegger says, you should not have your phone with yeah. you when you're exercising if you have just a given time frame and small space, you actually really focus because you've got no distractions.
0: Are you aware of a bloke called uh, Jason Kalipa?
1: Jason Is he one of the sort of calisthenics?
0: So he's uh, an ex-CrossFit Games athlete. Yeah. And he has this thing called um, AMRAP mentality.
1: Yes. As many as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, and pretty much what he does, he, he dissects his activities up. So let's say, yeah, excuse me. So I don't know right. between 10 and 11 o'clock, he needs mm. to to do a daily email, for example, yeah, 20 minutes, 100% focus, yeah, get that exactly. Email, send it out the other 40 minutes, yeah, ever you want.
1: And this is another thing, this is where ADHD people really get going and that's this is why sometimes they can't and we can't do tasks well because you actually you're driven by the dopamine reward so you actually need to see the reward you know you you're you're kind of it's almost like to to the finish line yeah you're itching to get to finish line. exactly exactly that's it and it's exactly that like when you have a short, it's like circuit workouts are so good for someone with a, a fast twitch sort of brain because there's no stopping, there's all that adrenaline. I'm yeah. fueled by adrenaline a lot.
0: Yeah, I can imagine.
1: A lot. Um, and now I've kind of, I'm, I'm in more of a, a, zen, a zen place. Yeah. And I kind of thought to myself, oh no, I don't want to be Zen because I won't do the workout as well. But you realize it's not that case, it's not the case because. Yeah. When you're in the zen, you actually your muscles contract in a more conventional way. Yeah, there's so much to like concentration and and not being in the zone. Like I'm I'm constantly, it, we have, when my mind gets sidetracked, I kind of I don't run, I don't strike the ground when I'm running as as correctly. There's so yeah, many, yeah. so many little things that can help us get into that magic zone where we're in our flow and. We're doing an exercise correctly, as we talked about before.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. The episode. Yeah, and I guess that kind of segues quite nicely on onto sort of the next little topic. So, mm. you know, we were talking about sort of training, and yeah, you say you know, going into that sort of that primal state with your training. Mm. So, can you can you elaborate on that and share that with us?
1: So essentially, someone with disorder with ADHD or even the general population I'll start with ADHD you're underactive in the front part of your brain okay so that frontal cortex needs something needs a bit of imagery something to remember a way to remember something by to then work efficiently so if you Imagine yourself as an animal. I like to do loads of animal workouts. It's so true. If you imagine yourself as an animal, you actually can engage the front part of your brain that's deficient and it helps with general focus. Mm. And actually, when we're in that zone, we tap into our, our subconscious and we leave our conscious out but my theory is that you've got to tap into your subconscious and your conscious when you're exercising to really get the most benefits. Yeah. Um, I, I was watching the, the rugby last weekend, and it was Scotland, is it Scotland, France, and the, this player absolutely smashed, absolutely ended the opposition 13. The commentator said, oh, that was primal.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's so it's so true, And that zone he was in he was just subconsciously he had his target like a, you know a lion chasing after you know an, a, an animal he was going to eat in the, world, yeah. the wildlife. It's subconscious, so you're, you're conscious, and then you switch into subconscious and you're in your flow yeah but if, if you're just idea. exactly, but yeah. if you're just conscious, you're actually not driven by the adrenaline yeah it's it's bizarre so you you tap into your subconscious naturally you let the adrenaline come through your subconscious mm. mind
0: so you said there that you like doing animal workouts mm. so what's your favorite animal workout um if you have prob-
1: it's probably i just i love the bear crawl yeah i love I love the bear crawl. There's something about it. It's so good. I kind of combine the bear crawl. I I combine a bit of yoga with the, you know, the cat cow yoga position where you, yeah. you're a cow and then you, like a cat if it's just, yeah, really scared it, it comes yeah. up like like this and your sort of thorax and stern and shoots up and you keep your head down. I love that position. I love like imagining myself. Um, Going from yeah, I love the cat cow variation, and also there's one where you you step out and then your arms step out, so you you go from like a baby position into a bear, and you imagine okay, yourself yeah. like getting bigger and bigger, and your step is bigger and your arms are bigger, and yeah. then you get even bigger, and then you go into a serpent position and make yourself really thin and nice and bending. And you do the it's called like the Hindu squats. Okay. Um yeah, that's probably my favorite one. I just there's something about about bears. I was actually looking at polar bear facts recently. I can't remember why. It was something to do with with fitness. I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah, it it was about polar bears and their their physiques and how they can they're actually incredibly quick for being they're incredibly quick for being so like big. But actually it made me think that there's something to do with their their body shape, that they're able to generate that power. Yes. Oh, I've forgotten the interesting. I it's similar
0: to um, a hippo. So a hippo is, is actually quite a fast animal. Um, yeah. But again, because of the sheer mass of it, you just yeah. assume it's just going to plod along.
1: Exactly.
0: And to be fair, you know, It's that old saying, you know, like "don't judge a book by its cover." Exactly.
1: It's these assumptions that yeah hold people back in fitness. Yeah. It's um yeah. It's I did I was doing some research on it recently. Um, I did this study in a book about how German students found they found that German students mental contrasting was the best way of attainment essentially. So that's like a mixture of preconceived views but also tangible and rational thinking yeah so essentially if you can actually rationally think that you're going to get over something Mm -hmm. you know you can do it but but the first part the preconceived views is oh i'm not going to do that i'm too big i'm never going to be fast but we're all quick when we're babies, you know, we can all squat down when we're babies.
0: Yeah. I can't I can't remember who I can't remember who said it and it's gonna bug me, but let's say for example, I said to you, you know, let let's go run a marathon tomorrow. Yeah. You'd be like, Oh shit, okay.
1: I've got one in September actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe the <maybe laughs> <a> wrong example. <laughs> yeah. But you know, That's gonna, yeah. Let's go run a marathon tomorrow. You've not trained for it. Yeah, you can do it, but you know whether you end up crawling over that finish line, you're gonna do it. Yeah, but if someone put a gun to your head and said,
1: you're
0: "Yes, right this second now, or I'm going
1: to," I thought you. of this recently. Yeah,
0: it's you're gone.
1: I thought of this recently when I I was um, carrying equipment to to a, a client and I had a sandbag. Mm. Um, I put the sandbag in the bag and I filled the whole bag with sand, just so. Sort of, outer layer was sand, children's sand filled it in and i was carrying it i was like Bit me. this is pretty much this yeah. progressive overload to the full extent like i was there like oh but i was thinking yeah i was thinking exactly the same thing if someone put a gun to my head i wouldn't yeah, feel the, as much pain yeah and it's so true it's a lot of it is mental isn't it yeah obviously like it becomes physical when you can't move her arm and you keel over <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you, know, you know those videos you over. see where, yeah exactly where like deadlifters <laughs> just oh i don't want to think about it yeah um but exactly i was thinking exactly that yeah but you know adrenaline like... yeah it's
0: yeah. really really true and so just touching on progressive overload
1: mm.
0: one of my mo- like whenever someone says progressive overload to me mm-hmm. I instantly think of uh, Milo and the ball, if you're familiar.
1: No, I don't think I'm...
0: So, I can't remember when, like, like historically when this... it was, but Milo had this ball. Story or and, yeah, so it's kind of like a bit of an old fable, I think. Yeah. So he'd carry this ball every single day on his shoulders. Yes. town. Obviously, as the years went by, the ball got bigger. And it yeah. gets this point where it's a fully grown ball. And he's still wandering around with this ball on your yeah. People would then be like, holy shit, how are we going to pick? Like, how can he do that? And, you know, yeah. And it's like, well, he's grown with it. You know, it's progressively.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: like it's built up and built up and built up.
1: His body has the motor patterns and the muscle memory. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like you've got to get yourself just before that dark place where you, you've done too much. You've just got to like go to the edge, but come back. Yeah. In like really good sessions. Because if you don't, then it's going to take you a lot longer to get gains. And surely, you know, fitness should be hard. Fitness is hard. It's like learning an instrument, 100%. isn't it?
0: Yeah. And this is something that I've been really, really touching on quite a lot recently. Mm. And it's comfort zones. 100%. You, won't, you will not ever grow in your comfort. You
1: did a story on that, didn't you? You had a story about comfort zone. I was like, yes, so true.
0: But it was really, really sort of out of the blue. Like, mm-hmm. th- this is the thing, right, that I, at the time I didn't really get. And I'm, mm-hmm. always, I'm, you know, I'm a firm believer if everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I had maybe a half an hour gap um, in between sort of clients eating and going to put my daughter up from school yeah lovely and my wife had said can you just like throw the rubbish out can you just wash up and stuff before you get her from school no problem
1: yeah
0: and then as i got up from eating i decided to go on instagram and i accidentally swiped sort of over onto a live and it was jamie alderton you know the guy who owns um grenade yeah and I was listening to his Q&A and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to... quite down to earth, isn't he? Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. And so recently, I've gone a little bit old school with some of my marketing. So I've put yeah. some, um, leaflets together. So I asked him, I said, you know, from your personal opinion, do you think like leaflets are dead? His response was, um, I think he said 37% of people that get an email don't read
1: it. Exactly.
0: A hundred percent of people. Yeah. That we get that get post. Read it.
1: And exactly. Like,
0: I was like, ah, boom.
1: Exactly. I I actually used to work for a company. I won't I won't name the company, but it was literally sending handwritten letters. Yeah. To people, and it's so true. It's so true.
0: And when he kind that. of said it, all of that self doubt just went, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I've made the right move. Yeah. And then he said, I've got five minutes left um, on this Instagram Live. If anyone wants to, to jump on with me yeah. and, and ask a question, send a request through. And I thought, Do you know what? I literally have nothing, nothing at all to lose by requesting. Yeah. And before I know it, yeah, bang, I'm face-to-face with, with Jamie Alderton. And I was just like, shit.
1: <laughs> what?
0: I, mind. I kind of knew the question I wanted to ask. Yeah, yeah. But then when it happened, I was like, Hi. But again, it's been in that. mouth
1: case, yeah.
0: Yeah, like my mouth was dry and sweaty. Yeah. But I was like, right, you know, compose yourself. Mm. At this moment, right now, I was meant to speak to you, and I was meant to speak to you for a reason. And I asked him what his biggest failure was that he learned from, Mm. and he proceeded to tell me. And it's like, yeah, at this moment, right now, I was meant to be on that live, I was meant to be talking because it's got me out of my comfort zone mm. it's given me a little bit more of a confidence boost and surely that's what life's about
1: exactly it's Exactly.
0: About
1: growth exactly I think sometimes you think to yourself oh, I don't want to keep growing I just want to have like a you know, good life and not always thinking about getting better but actually if you do that you think about growth, you can have a a better life down the line. If we switch this like view of switch stress to you know something productive, you know, a stress Mm -hmm. mindset. I think we're since children we're stuck in we can be stuck in this like fight or flight mode. Yeah. For our whole lives. And then it takes time to sort of retrain your mind to think positively. And I think it's so true to think of of growth as being normal because
0: yeah,
1: 100%. our bodies are growing i think it's in this sort of time that i think people haven't realized that they're actually getting older as well because yeah. we, you know we haven't really had our normal lives yeah but like we're growing as people so why not you know grow as as individuals I mean, it's so true so true comfort zone is so true because once you step out of it you step into the, the sort of abyss of of like clear thinking
0: yeah 100% and it's like you know you know when you do something really challenging or you're in a really really dark place and Mm. at that time in that moment you feel like well I I can certainly say you know I've been in situations in life when I'm like
1: yeah exactly this is
0: it I don't want want to do anymore like I'm done yeah and you know you're kind of at a really dark point then you come out Mm. of it and you're like actually do you know what it wasn't
1: that bad. Yeah, exactly. And it's I in our darkest moments that the light comes, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And, you know, all these 100%. things sound cliche, but I think when you just kind of take just a couple of minutes, you know, take a couple of steps back, take a few minutes of reflection.
1: 100%. Like
0: you really, really learn and you grow so much. It's all much.
1: about reflecting, isn't it? Yeah. If you have an anxious thought, if you have an irrational thought, Takes time, but it's just about t- retraining your mind to simply talk to yourself, actually speak rather than speaking your mind, just say it's yeah. fine, you know, yeah. fine, Thomas, you know, and it's as simple as that. Definitely. I'm so glad you've said that actually. Yeah. I think I'm going to remember all this, and I think I've, I've probably grown as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I've you.
1: learned, you
0: know, I've learned stuff from talking to you this morning. That mm. uh, I might not even have thought about, and you know whether that's come come from you saying it to me or, or vice versa.
1: And you see, this is one big thing for um, neurodivergent people. When you're just told that you've done something good, but when you know you've helped someone, it just that like limbic system, the amygdala, you know, that emotional part of your brain, just fires up, which is yeah. you know loves to be active and and you feel calm again,
0: hundred percent. So, kind of with that in mind, um, to be fair, I think we only put in like a half-hour time slot, and you know we've way smashed that.
1: Don't worry, man.
0: So, I, I want to know: um, Will you come on again?
1: Yeah, I, definitely, bro. You know,
0: there's, there's so much more that we can both uncover.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Wicked, bro. That, that was, that was brilliant. You're a lovely guy. You remind me of uh, a gym owner back home. Oh, Okay. He's a really lovely guy. He helped me actually a lot because um, I was back home and I was still studying, getting my level three. and Yeah. And he, he really, really helped me out. And you kind of got the same smile as him and the same sort of just a nice guy. And,
0: oh, thank you very much. Nick, thank you so much for coming on historian. to you and to everybody else um, you know, that's listening. Please, please stay safe, be kind and mind your fitness. Stay safe and mind your fitness.